Episode 18, the Photon Podcast. Rob Riggs from Mobile Inked with his brand new Bluetooth enabled TNC2. We're going to learn about APRS, TNCs, Digipeters, and more coming up. AmateurRadio15.com presents Photime, the other ham radio podcast. Sponsored by Main Trading Company. Find them online at mtcradio.com. Now, here's your host, Kale Nelson, K4CDN. It is episode number 18 of the Photime Podcast. I'm Kale, Kilo 4 Charlie, Delta November. You can find us online at itsphotime.com or if you prefer the, the other address is amateurradio15.com amateurradio15.com we have two urls and uh, just trying to make it easy for you if you're typing it on your mobile device it's photime.com hey the listener survey is still up we appreciate all of you who have been there and completed the survey i'd like to have some more so i'm gonna leave it up until this episode post and maybe a few days following to encourage you who have not participated yet to go ahead and do that Seriously, it takes like four minutes, and I really, 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 really want to hear from you. We've got some great results so far, and thank you to those who have participated. And, uh, I mean, not a whole lot of bad to say about the podcast, and and that's exciting for someone who's doing this, and uh, we appreciate it so tremendously. All right, so um, we also appreciate our show sponsor, mtcradio.com. That's uh, Christy, Richard, and Tammy down in the Paris, Texas area. Uh, you don't live in Texas? Not a problem. Most orders over $99 ship for free. And they have a really a really timely turnaround on orders. I'm talking like day, the next day, they're shipping them. Uh, I've had a lot of great success with them. That's why I ask them to participate here as a sponsor on the show and really tickled to be a part, uh, have them a part of the Photime team. Uh, so check them out, mtcradio.com. They've got all sorts of gear, new and used, and I'm sure that if you're needing something, they can probably help you out. Even if you don't see it on the website, give them a call. At least give them a chance. I think once you do business with them, you'll understand why I come back every single time and tell you to check out mtcradio.com. Hey, just really quickly, uh, if you go to the uh, Photime website and click on the shopping link, you'll see a link there to the Amazon affiliate store. Thank you for those who buy from there. You also see a link to MTC Radio, our show sponsor. There's a link to get you right to their store there. There's also a new link. It's a Cafe Press link. So if you're looking for some Photime gear, T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, Snuggies, Whatever you're looking for, seriously, we've got a Snuggie on there. It looks kind of like a monk costume. It's kind of funny, but j- just go check it out. It's all it's uh, listed there in the blog, the shopping tab. Pull it down. The Cafe Press is there. If you want to buy a shirt and uh, express your love publicly for the Photime podcast, we'll appreciate it. Take some pictures, send it to us. We'll put them on Facebook, make you famous. All right, uh, okay, we're here for an episode. We're not here to listen to Kel talk about T-shirts. We're here to talk with Rob Riggs. Now, Rob... Uh, he's got a great story, and I don't want to burn it up for him, so I'm going to let him tell you the story. But Rob is offering a great little piece of equipment for those of us who are interested in APRS and maybe some mobile APRS using our handy talkies or our walkie talkies. What does all of that mean? You're scratching your head. This is going to – no, no. 
Trust me, you're new. You don't know what I just said. Rob's going to explain it and make it make sense. That's why we have the smart people on the show to help people like me understand what we're talking about. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in Rob now. Rob, thank you for coming on to the Photon Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm uh, you know really glad about uh, you know what you're doing here with this show. It's it's really great. Well, thanks. Rob and I have been uh, corresponding for quite some time to uh, to get together on the air to share with you about what he was doing and in the midst of all that i had a, a really great christmas list made and i emailed it to my wife who was just learning how to use email on her phone and i said i want x y and z and they're all from mobile linked and christmas morning came and went with no tnc and then i went on the web page to order me one for myself and found out that Rob had sold out. So I actually was able to purchase the new version, the TNC2, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. But Rob, tell us a little bit about the history of you coming into amateur radio, how you find yourself here. Well, sure. Uh, you know, the history starts long, long ago when I was probably about uh, 10, 12 years old and building uh, kits from Radio Shack and from Heathkit for software listening and that sort of stuff. And I never, I, I really wanted to get into amateur radio. I actually had um, the ARRL handbook for many years uh, sitting on the shelf and, and actually pretty um, worn as I read through it. But, you know, as, as you get older and, uh, you know, those things slip to the side. And um, it wasn't until I, you know, a few years ago where I moved to Chicago, uh, my world kind of got turned upside down and I was feeling a little bit bored, uh, discovered the RTL SDR, um, started playing around with that. And one thing led to a lot, another and, you know, uh, got into ham radio and pretty quickly from there started uh, getting into electronics again, which I hadn't done. I'm a software engineer by trade. I've been doing that for you know, 20, 30 years now. And, uh, you know, this kind of gets me away from that, building big systems for big companies. Uh, I can get uh, sit down and, and write uh, embedded systems on these really small microcontrollers. Uh, it's, a, it's a good uh, escape for me. It's a nice hobby. Fantastic, Rob. Uh, what is your amateur call sign? Because I don't, I don't even have it anywhere. Oh well, yeah. My amateur call sign is WX9O. WX9O. That's a nice two by two. It, two it, by it, one, it, rather. Yeah, two by one. I, I was. Uh, I start. One of the things I started uh, getting into. Uh, I went pretty quickly from from technician all the way uh, to to extra. I actually um, uh, went became an extra so that I could operate internationally uh, in the UK. Um, and was doing some satellite work and, and, and spitting out my, my two by three was getting a little bit rough when you're trying to uh, catch a really quick pass of those birds. So I, I got myself a, you know, a, a two by one, really lucky with that one. Fantastic. Yeah. Those don't exist anymore in foreland. So um, as I begin to pursue the extra, I'm, I'm having to find some, I'm looking for something unique and the whiskey x-ray looks nice, by the way, as I've written it down over there. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here with us. And uh, guys, I didn't know, but uh, Rob is really into the SDR dongles, so maybe we can have him back on another time to to share with that. Because we get a lot of we get a lot of email, get a lot of messaging about, hey, we want to learn more about the RTL SDR dongle, and that if, for you guys that are maybe new or don't really know what the heck we're talking about, it's a uh, it's about a fifteen to twenty dollar device. It's a USB dongle that you can plug into your computer and use basically as a receiver for all sorts of radio bandwidth but uh, not to get too far away from topic 
I want to talk to you about your TNC and the uh, APRS. Now, that's uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, before we got started here, one of the top topics that we receive a request to discuss here on the program is the APRS. And uh, can you share a little bit about what APRS is for you with a listener? Well, sure. Uh, for me, APRS is, uh, you know, it's just another communication medium that uh, us hams have access to. Um, you know, it's a way of, of sending um, notifications and bulletins, keeping our fellow hams up, uh, apprised of what's going on in, in our neighborhood. Um, one of the things we use APRS for here in Chicago is uh, announcing the repeaters that are nearby. So if you happen to be, you know, out of town driving through, you can uh, see what repeaters are there. Many of the radios that have APRS built in allow you to immediately QSY to the uh, to the repeater frequencies that are being broadcast. Um, it also allows you know people to play around, send messages to each other. Um, it's it's not a, a robust messaging platform, but uh, but but it is a, a you know it can be used. I I love actually working uh, international space station, being able to send uh, you know quick messages to fellow hams you know a thousand miles away as as they as it passes overhead. That that to me is just a lot of fun. And and APRS.fi is this mapping system. It's built on top of Google Maps. It allows you to see all the fellow hams in, in your area or, or wherever you want to look, you can see what APRS activity is going on. And it, it's it's a great tool. It's a lot of fun to use. A lot of people, when they think about APRS, they think, oh, it's uh, GPS tracking. But it's a lot deeper than that. It, it really is. Uh, you know, some of the, the, the things that uh, APRS is used for around here, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky to be a member of a, of a club, uh, the North Shore Radio Club here in Chicago, and they do a lot with APRS when, uh, when the um, uh, marathon, the Chicago Marathon's in town. They're helping out with uh, aid stations, that sort of thing, um, keeping track of uh, supplies and of people. And they also use it uh, for uh, road bike races, um, uh, bicycle races, where you need to keep track of um, – where some of the aid vehicles are, uh, where the where the leaders are, and that sort of thing. So, in that case, that's where GPS does come in handy. But but just being able to, um, you know, use it for its information reporting capabilities uh, is uh, is hugely important as well. Fantastic. So, tell us a little bit about um, what you intended to do with this uh with this device that you developed the uh, TNC and now the uh, TNC2 well what i intended to do initially was to create a cool little uh TNC for myself that was battery powered that i could just strap onto one of my radios and uh play around with i actually had discovered uh APRS droid um uh early on and and uh Georg who who's the author of that um, he had put in their support for Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth Kiss TNC. Now, I had been playing around with uh, a, um, TN, a Kiss TNC based off of the Arduino and happened to have just got in a, a Bluetooth dongle for that uh, Arduino and started playing around with it. And sure enough, I could actually talk between the two. Um, I showed this off to a few friends and they were just so excited to see that I ended up t 
taking it, uh, going down to Radio Shack, getting a few PCB boards, and uh, you know, building this thing on onto a small uh, circuit board that I could uh, stick in a little plastic case and strap onto my radio. Uh, and I had the self-contained unit that would just go anywhere. And the the interface that you get with APRS Droid is so much better than than I've seen with just about any other radio with a with a TNC built into it. I have a uh, Kenwood uh, D72, and 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 that thing is um, is great, but uh, it's a, it's a phenomenal radio. But the user interface is, is nowhere near what you get with APRS Droid. Um, and so one thing led to another. I showed this off to enough people that they, that uh, people were wanting one, um, and I didn't have time to actually go off and, and make these things. But the more people wanted one, the more I thought, well, what would it actually take for me to manufacture something like this? I've never manufactured electronics before. Um, so it was quite a learning experience. It probably took me six, nine months to figure out, how, you know, what do I have to do to manufacture it? Uh, where can I get it manufactured? How do I actually even prototype this thing? What do I have to worry about? Um, that that was a huge learning experience for me. <laughs> Nothing like entrepreneurship to get in the way. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> it was very accidental. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you really kind of stumbled over into this uh, just by your own personal innovation and, and working towards a specific goal of your own. Yeah, and, and you know the encouragement of my fellow hands. You know, if I if if if, if these folks hadn't really expressed interest uh, in, in it and and, uh, and and gave me the encouragement uh, to pursue this, uh, I, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, it, it's uh, you know we we have a great community. I think in ham radio uh, here in the U.S. and and, and around the world. You know, uh, Georg who uh, DO1GL. Uh, is in Germany, uh, who created APRS Droid. We um, communicated back and forth about the product, and, and uh, uh, you know, I think my TNC was one of the first to actually uh, take advantage of some of the features that he had put in there, um, and uh, you know, we got to flesh out some of those features a little bit better. Um, and you know, he was a hugely encouraging. It was, it was. Uh, I couldn't have done it without the help of others, for sure. You know, going back real quick to a comment you made just a moment ago about how the APRS Droid is so much, it's such an easier user interface versus a APR, APRS radio, handheld type radio. Uh, now, a lot of guys may be sitting there scratching their head when they, when you say that, but to me, it, it brings to the mind that we're using an Android device, so we have a screen to look at, usually in color, whether it's a, a tablet or a phone. Is that why you're saying that this interface is so much easier to use and operate versus well, the handheld type radio? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have this wonderful, rich user interface device. Um, you know, when I was using uh, the, the the radio, uh, the, the the Kenwood, it almost felt like I was, you know, when I was using it for messaging, for example, it felt like I was back in, in the 90s during, doing texting off of my phone, <laughs> uh, you know, using a, you know, a 10 key keypad. Um, and, and going and using APRS droid, I had a keyboard there. Right. Uh, you know, I had maps that were, you know, uh, the, 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 the Google maps, the offline maps that are available, uh, gave me a much richer experience, uh, that you really don't get in, in a, in a, uh, a radio, well, the, the built-in radios that you have today. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, to go back and nail that down so guys would understand that, that, that what we're talking about here, guys, is a device that you connect to your radio and through the magic of Bluetooth 
Bluetooth technology, you can connect it to a Bluetooth-enabled Android device, whether it's a, a Nexus tablet or uh, the the latest, greatest Samsung phone or whatever, uh, or one of the $9 ones that I encouraged you to buy from Dollar General back before Christmas. So um, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the, the technology and what uh, what I actually received in the mail today was a very small black box. Tell us about the black box. Yeah, so it's a, it is. It's just a small black box. Um, the uh, It's got uh, two ports on there uh, and uh, one button. Um, there's an on-off button. That's all that exists. And when you turn it on, it'll uh, start flashing at you. That's the uh, that the Bluetooth uh, device is turned on and, and listening. Um, it's got the, the two ports on, on the side there. There's one that uh, goes from the TNC to the radio. Uh, and then the other is a USB port that uh, doesn't have any data connections. It's just used for charging the internal battery, um, and and that's that's all there that really is. So the the connection between the TNC and the radio uh, controls uh, push to talk, and then it has the audio in and audio out. So it receives the audio over the air, decodes it, um, and and sends the data that it's decoded via Bluetooth to uh, to the Android device or to a PC or a Mac um, uh, with a with a Bluetooth connector it doesn't have to be an Android but you know I, I, the, the primary design for this was to strap onto an HT uh, and use with with a mobile phone you know, a lot of the what one of the motivations behind creating this is I have a couple of TNCs here and they all require just a mass of cables they don't have their own power so you can't really they're not super portable um, when I've seen people using it in their cars, they've got um, <laughs> cables all over the place. It's got to be plugged in to the, the cigarette lighter and into a laptop. And you know, it, it, uh, this this thing is uh, is is meant to go to go places. Now, it, the other thing that that I that I took care with when I built this is I'm a, I, I used to be a, when I was in Colorado a, a very avid backpacker. Um, so being able to have something that is very lightweight, small, uh, and, and keeps its charge for a very long time is, is, uh, was important to me. Um, and this thing weighs, uh, less than two ounces. It's got a battery that will last basically 48 to, uh, well, anywhere from two to four days of continuous use on it. So it, it's, it's perfect for, for taking out in the middle of nowhere for a week at a time. You know, as you were describing, that it it we we've covered a lot of soda and some iota here uh-huh. on the program and i was thinking wow this is perfect for somebody that's doing a summits on the air or an islands on the air do you have a lot of guys using that a lot of operators using it for that purpose you know i i haven't really heard of, of a lot of operators using it for that purpose yet um uh, i would imagine that that they would i mean that's that's perfectly designed for that but i think some of the islands on the air sodas uh, is is done with uh, some of that stuff's done more with HF, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just yeah. thinking it'd be a good way for them to be able to be followed as they were going up to the summit or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it is it is extremely light. It's extremely small. I mean, it's not much larger than, uh, and it's only a little bit longer, but no wider than a battery from one of the little Chinese walkie-talkies. I mean, it's a very small, lightweight unit, and it looks like it's three D printed. Is it three D printed? The case is 3D printed, yeah. Fantastic. Um, you know, a lot of this is uh, to keep the cost down. It, you know, the, the, the amount of money it costs to actually design it to do injection molding 
is is pretty high. Um, you know, it added considerably to the cost of this thing. And I want to get this into as many into the hands of as many hams as I can. Well, um, we tried to contribute to that. We uh, we caught wind of the fact you were you were pre-selling them uh, the the TNC two, and and I a couple of guys along with myself ordered them, and it was so sickening because they all received theirs like Wednesday and the postal <laughs> service lost mine. And oh, no. I was wanting to, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get it. And I'll be able to, to, to turn it on and use it and try to figure it out. I have a bunch of questions for Rob and I got it today on my way in to make the call, but that's okay. I'm still really excited to have it. It, it was not a T is not, it wasn't a mobile linked problem. It was an uncle Sam problem. If you can imagine that, uh, tell me a little bit about the connections, uh, via Bluetooth, uh, we, we understand the push to talk and whatnot. Now, all of my radios use the uh, the Kenwood connector, the two pin. That's the one you sent me, along mm-hmm. with the uh, the little ferrite bead there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's go from the from the mic connection into the TNC two, and then from the TNC two via the uh, the Bluetooth back to the Android device. Yeah. So. Um from the mic connection, all right. So, if you're going to send a position report through through uh, the the Bluetooth uh, through through your uh, through the radio, you're you're we'll we'll just say for the moment that you're using APRS Droid. APRS Droid will uh, you know send the signal to detect uh, determine where your what your location is from the onboard GPS unit um, and send that uh, construct a, a an APRS uh, sentence. Send that out uh, via a kiss command over Bluetooth. It's just a, to, to the Android device. It's a serial port, really, uh, and, to, and to any device, it's, it's just talking over serial port protocol. And um, that gets sent to the TNC. The TNC uh, decodes that. Uh, the the APR. Well, actually, it doesn't really decode anything. It just takes that and send that, uh, uh, modulates that signal out to the radio. Um, it handles the push to talk, so when it when it's ready to, to send, it uh, keys the radio. It sends a preamble out so that uh, other radios that are listening have a chance to sync up with that signal, and then sends the data out out uh, on the air. Fantastic, and it receives as well. Yes, so the, the receiving is is, is uh, happens in the opposite. So the, so the radio will be sitting there uh, listening. Um, you can you can operate it in, with either the squelch open or the squelch closed. If the squelch is closed, the radio has to open squelch pretty darn quickly um, for for it to catch all of the APRS packets. Um, so one of the issues that you you have is so with some of the Chinese radios, they tend to open squelch fairly slowly, mm-hmm. and with those, it's often helpful just to run with the squelch wide open. And the TNC has a data carrier detect. If you're running with a squelch open, uh, you set the data carrier detect on there um, and it will determine, it'll sit there and uh, read the static that's on the air constantly until it detects a signal. It'll detect that there's data there and then it'll start uh, uh, decoding that. uh, When it gets a complete sentence from from an APRS sentence, it sends that across serial link uh, through blue and that which gets uh, sent over Bluetooth uh, to the APRS Droid application, and that that'll pop up either a position report um, uh, in there on the map, or um, bring up a message if you're sending a message. Um, I often find that the uh, log interface in APRS Droid is is really handy. You can see all the traffic that's coming through. Fantastic, and uh, y- you know it's. 
going back, you mentioned Radio Shack. I worked there in high school, and and it was a lot of fun. We used to sell cell phones that worked uh, in the sale around the tower, you know, and it's just astounding to me, uh, 25, 30 years later, what we're capable of doing with our radios here and with a wireless connection between one device to another uh, to pass that information is just I mean, it's kind of it's kind of overwhelming, and I think a lot of the APRS things are over, overwhelming, especially for guys who don't have uh, maybe have a lot of folks in their uh, local community that are doing APRS. Uh, it can be kind of over, overwhelming or, or frightening, for lack of a better term. But um, I, yeah, I, well, we have a, we've had a few customers who want to get into APRS, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. They 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 buy their the TNC, they plug it in, and then you know. They're wondering why they're not showing up in, in, in APRS.fi or they're not hearing any traffic. Uh, if you look at where they are on the map, there isn't any APRS traffic nearby. Um, <laughs> they're one of four amateurs in a 100-mile radius or something? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's it's, it, in some areas of the country, that's not super uncommon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a couple of questions uh, yeah. from, from some listeners I want to get to in just a moment. But uh, let's hear real quickly from Main Trading Company, and we'll be right back with Rob Riggs from Mobile Linked. Visit mtcradio.com today. A great one-stop mom-and-pop shop for everything ham radio. Radios, antennas, power supplies, wire and cable, books and training materials, microphones, headsets, and accessories. Find popular brands like MFJ, Heil Sound, Jetstream, LDG, Alinko, Comet, Texas Bugcatcher, Radio Waves, and more. mtcradio.com, an authorized Kenwood and Icom dealer. mtcradio.com. I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, some of our most recent podcast reviews real quickly from iTunes. Uh, maybe the last time I've heard from you, or you've heard from me regarding these reviews, uh, probably like last year. So um, let's see, Nick says it's a great source of information for the new ham or those interested in the ham radio hobby. Easy to listen to with an overall good audio quality. Excellent topics on various activities within the ham radio hobby. As a tech, it's motivating me to get a general. Yeah. Good job, Kel. Thanks, man. And and good job, Nick. Keep, uh, keep being motivated there. Greg says it's a great show. He just recently found this ham radio podcast and enjoys it. He's still catching up on the other episodes from what he's missed. Well, we've only got 17, so we'll have you, bro, before long, right? All right, uh, Sir Flylot01 says, I really enjoy it. What else can I say? I look forward to the episodes and listen intently. Great quality, great job. John Jacob says, it's the best ham radio podcast. This is a great podcast. Introduces you to a different, in, introduces you to different elements of ham radio in an entertaining way. Yeah, I can even read. That's got to be entertaining, right? Uh, Cold Steel, I'm a new ham, another no-code general class operator. I'm part of a club, but I am limited in attendance due to a crazy work schedule. I'm able to learn new parts of this hobby through Kale and the other guest commentators as they describe their experiences in the hobby. A few months ago, I didn't know what Aries, MCOM, SODA, or IOTA was. I very much appreciate the open and giving nature of the show. No one slams or belittles others in the hobby. Nah, it's not going to happen here. That's uh, that's not allowed. There's there's tools everywhere, and we're not going to have them on the show. Before we before we get back to Rob real quick, a uh, big shout-out to Bill, Kevin, Sean, Ken, James, Harold, John, Dean, and others. 
some of our Facebook followers, but that's enough of us. Let's get back to Rob Riggs with the TNC2 from MobileLink. Okay, so we're back with Rob Riggs from MobileLink. And uh, Rob, give us your web address real quickly because I haven't even brought that up, but folks can't go buy your product if they don't know where to go. Sure. Well, it should be pretty easy. It's uh, www.mobilinked, M-O-B-I-L-I-N-K-D.com. It's pretty simple, guys. And when you get there, you want to click on the TNC2 tab or the you, shop tab. Uh, yeah, or the, yeah the, the store tab will take you to our, sto- uh, our online store where you can buy the, the TNC2. And don't, don't be afraid. Uh, there's manuals to be downloaded there. And uh, I didn't realize this, Rob, but just last week or so, um, I went to a ham fest with a with a, a new ham friend of mine. Uh, he recently moved in this area, and um, we were talking. I was like, "Oh yeah, man, I've got a call coming up in a week or so with Rob from Mobile Link." It's this really, and he's like, "Oh, I've got one of those." <laughs> <laughs> he's got the version one, and I said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah, I love it, man." So I didn't even realize that I, I've got a tutor. So Justin, get ready to tutor. Um, but, uh, I've got some, I'll, I'll just explain it this way. Uh, just the other day I went online, went on the Facebook and the, the, a couple of forums I participated in and said, Hey, I'm going to be talking to Rob Riggs from mobile Link, And do you guys have any questions? And this is the first time I've done this on the program. And I don't know why I haven't thought of it before. Uh, but since we had just recently had this discussion online about the TNC two being released and the pre-sale and whatnot, I thought it was just a great time to come back and get some, get some listener feedback. Um, and there's a lot of them, but we'll try to touch on a couple of them. I got one question here and, um, I, I think I know what the guy's asking. He's, he says, when does Mac Linux software compatible with this unit and its uses? Um, I heard you mention earlier that it works with a Mac. It doesn't just have to be an Android. It can be a windows or a Mac or an Android device. You want to talk about that for just a sec? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I use it pretty much daily with APRS Droid. I also have a uh, Linux computer here that's running a fill-in digipeter uh, using software called Zaster, uh, X-A-S-T-I-R. And that software that will run on either a Mac or uh, Windows. Um, and it's just, I have a Bluetooth dongle stuck in my uh, Linux box, and it's just using that as if it were a serial port. I've also played around with some of the packet radio stuff on, on Linux, uh, which allows you to um, basically connect up and, and chat between two, two devices using what's called AX25 protocol. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool stuff. There's uh, software for running bulletin boards uh, like JNOS that you can use. Uh, you can, on Windows, we've got people using APRSIS32 um, and a few others. There's uh, people are also trying to use it for just general packet radio. It's, it really wasn't designed specifically for that, but it can be used for that. So it can be used as a digipeter. It can be used as a digipeter for sure. I mean, that's that's what I'm using it for. Um, now it's not a, it's not processing a lot of traffic. The one the one thing that that uh, you know the, there there are limitations with with any engineering uh, project. There's there are trade offs to be made, and uh, you know and. One of the trade-offs that I made on this is I wanted something that would be easier for people to uh, pick up and to model with an with a uh, an Arduino, which is what kind of this is based off of, and it's 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 pretty easy to play around with. And if you go onto my website, there's a there's a hacking page that actually shows you how to make with an Arduino 
the basics of, of what it, what our TNC uh, one and TNC two is. Um, and uh, but but the limitations there are that you don't have a lot of memory. There's no uh, flow control between the the Bluetooth um, serial port. Uh, so you know, spent sh uh, shoving a lot of data in and out of here like you would with general packet. Um, you, you may end up with some packet loss in there. Okay, okay. And that was one of the questions, can you use it as a Digipeter iGate? Um, you, you certainly can. Uh, iGate's great. I mean, it, for, for receive-only stuff, it can, it can receive all day long if you want to just, like, uh, you know, uh, put up an iGate receive site um, and uh, receive and transmit. I, I've, I've not hit any traffic limits yet where... Uh, uh, even in Chicago, where we're, we have a lot of traffic here, where it really can't keep up. You know, I, I think I should have maybe purchased three or four more. <laughs> now that I'm thinking, I didn't realize that. You know, I, I mean, I'm just thinking it works with APRS Droid, and you've got a you know a Droid phone, and there's your there's your TNC. I didn't realize that it could be. Uh, I mean, you look at it. I mean, even the pictures online, it doesn't. You can't realize how small this this thing is, but it's just it's an amazing yeah, it, piece of technology. Uh, you know, when I when I designed that case, I had my little um, uh, Bofang UV3R sitting here, and I said it's got to be smaller than this thing, <laughs> uh, and, and it is. It's it's just about the same size height wise. It's a little narrower yeah. and a little thinner. Um, That's a great little radio. My kids can't tear them up, and uh, I, I love that, that thing. I think that uh, you know the mm -hmm. the receiver on that thing is the best of any of the the Chinese HTs that I've played around with. Yeah, I like them. Uh, I've got a question here. What about any non-APRS packet uses for this on UHF, VHF? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I spoke to that a little bit. Uh, you know, there there are people that are that are trying to use it for WinLink um, and uh, and that sort of stuff. I, I think that there are some issues with some of the software uh, when they're trying to use the serial port um, over Bluetooth. Some of the, uh, there, there's little bugs, you know, because this is fairly new, there aren't, you know, I'm pretty much the only product out there right now that's that's doing this. Uh, you know, there there are a few little issues that happen here and there. Um, I'm trying to work with some of these uh, vendors out there and get some of these uh, bugs uh, squashed. So, you know, we're we're um, and we want to we want to see this uh, this take off. But you know, again, this the, the TNC wasn't designed primarily for for general packet use um, and you may run into issues with with the small buffer size once we do get some of these uh, bugs worked out I got you well we had one one guy wanted just to tell you thank you for your product and thank you for making it open uh, with the DIY and the uh, the Arduino and even the hack page so um, thank you well, that, <laughs> yeah that that's very important to me uh, you know to keep it open um, yeah, I, I'm a software engineer, and, and the open source uh, community is, is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I've learned so much uh, uh, from the software side and so much on the ham radio side from people that are willing to share their knowledge uh, with me, and it's, it's my responsibility, I think, uh, to, 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 to do the same and to share, to share that back. You know, I really believe um, that... that you know, amateur radio is about advancing the art and science of radio, and, and, and the best way to do that is with open source and, and open hardware. And I think that's where we're going. I mean, just looking at your product here and uh, what it's capable of doing, and, uh, well, sorry, my phone is my Internet connection, guys. Sorry. Uh, that's how it works in the country, and you guys have heard that before here on Photime. Uh, 
going on here? Uh, any additional plans for uh, for future products? I know the TNC two just came out, and explain to us why we have this while we're right here. Tell us about uh, why we went to a TNC two versus the initial TNC. Sure. So, I mean, the TNC um, we we created that uh, about eighteen months ago. Um, and you know, it was our first product and you know, you always learn something once you put something in the market, what works, what doesn't, what people want, uh, that, that you haven't offered. And one of the things that, uh, uh, I didn't realize at the time, a lot of people wanted to use the TNC for, um, for things like digipeding. Uh, they wanted to use it for, uh, in their, uh, in their cars. Um, and so there were a few things that we had to do. So we, we, modify the, the original TNC-1 so that it can track the state of um, the Bluetooth connection. Now, this is really important when you're running a digipeter because what was happening with the original design is it would queue up all the packets that were, were being received when there was no serial connection. And if you were, did, were doing maintenance on your, on your station and it was uh, queuing up all of these packets, you bring it back up, you have all this old traffic that just got shoved, back on, shoved onto the... Uh, uh, on being digipeded back out, um, and, and we really don't want to do that when, when you're running a, either an eye gate or a digipeter. So we need to when uh, when you're running it as a digipeter or an eye gate, you turn on connection tracking, and it discards all those packets. Okay. Um, but that was a manual uh, thing that we had to do to each TNC when we when we uh, did that. Um, and then the, the, for the mobile uses, the guys wanted to uh, have the thing turn on automatically when they turned their car on and, and turn it off when it, when it turned off. And people were modifying their TNCs to do this. And uh, so I took, I took some of those ideas and, and thought, you know, I can actually do this pretty easily um, with a new model. We ran through our, our initial run. And, uh, you know, actually, I was in the process of, of getting this uh, – you know, out to the board manufacturer and, and getting things built. And we actually had a run on our TNCs. I wasn't really expecting to run out when we did, as you, as you noticed, <laughs> uh, it was really bad timing because we ran out right during the Christmas holidays. Yeah. Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll try not to do that again. Well, you, you never know, you know, you never know. And I think that leads us to the next question here. We've got from one of our listeners is, where are you seeing the, your, the most of your growth for your product purchasing come from? Well, you know, um, yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, one of the things that, that surprised me the most is that uh, we get, you know, half of our sales are, are outside the U.S. Um, you know, I, given the, the cost of, of postage and, and whatnot, I wasn't really expecting that. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we sell half of our stuff outside the U.S., and then that continues to grow. Um, you know, I, my, my goal really is to encourage hams to pick this stuff up and, and, uh, you know, either from an operation standpoint or from this technical standpoint, learn a little bit more about APRS and, and digital radio, uh, and some of the embedded systems that we have out there. So you asked earlier what, you know, what, what the next things are going to be. Um, you know, one of the things I'm looking at, uh, next go around is to make a little more powerful TNC one that really can handle packet where we have more memory on board, uh, probably using an arm processor. Uh, those are a little bit more powerful, um, and will allow us to do things like, you know, 9,600 baud. We've got a lot of people asking about 300 baud and, and some other modes that are out there. 
Um, and we'd like to we'd like to support that, but it's kind of hard to do with the limited amount of RAM and the limited limited amount of uh, processing capabilities in our existing design. Yeah, and as time goes by, we're sure that those processors will continue to shrink, but at the same time get larger and faster. They get faster. They they consume less power. So you know, with a modern ARM processor, you can get it down to uh, you know something that's ten or twelve times as powerful as this the the current processor on this thing. And, uh, you know, draws maybe a little bit more, slightly more power. Um, and, but, uh, you know, it does add cost and, and the programming complexity goes up quite a bit. Uh, but, but those are challenges I think uh, I, I'm interested in taking on. Fantastic. So um, I, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, a question here. How does, this, how does this TNC, and I think we've touched on this some, how does it differ from other things on the market uh, besides being ultra compact and battery operated? Well, I mean, I think that, that that is actually a differentiator commercially, right? I mean, that's what people are looking at. You know, there's there's really nothing uh, much out there that, that does this. And we were certainly, uh, you know, the first to, to be able to strap onto uh, a, a radio and HT and just and go and, and actually turn any HT into a, you know, full-fledged APRS system. Um, so the size, the, the battery, and, and the wireless, I mean, it's it's really one wire that you got instead of a whole mess of them. That you have with a normal TNC, but you know the other the other thing I think that's a big differentiator for us is you know we've touched on this as well is is the openness of the design, um, and uh, you know the fact that we're very committed to uh, publishing our schematics. I still need to get the schematics up for the for the TNC too. Um, that that is certainly coming. Um, I just haven't had time given everything else that's been going on. Um, but uh, you know, I think openness is is the next is the other major defining characteristic for us. You know, and and that's a question that, that someone asked. You know, will this always be your business model? But I can hear the passion in your voice to share it, and and you've already told us about that. Oh yeah, and, no. and absolutely, I can see that. Yeah. Is this is this is you for you to hack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing gives me more joy than actually seeing people you know asking me questions about the source code or you know the schematics and hey why is this done this way you know somebody asked me uh, the TNC one it looks like it has a resistor ladder in there but he looked at the code and it says it's not doing anything with that resistor ladder for for generating the the, the tones and I'm like yeah the original design used that as a, as a small DAC and uh, you know we found that the PWM worked better we had the same pins available and we could you know easily switch that out uh, in software um, you know and so a- answering those sorts of questions uh, gives me no end of joy there's a lot of smart people out there in this hobby, and you're you're one of them, Rob. I mean, you you've you've put together something that I think has a great a great market for, uh, with it being especially the only one available. And I want to encourage our listeners to come check you out. Um, I, I'm really excited to get this operating. Uh, I've got some VHF radios here in the shack that that my Elmers have encouraged me to you know to create a Digipeter or whatnot, and I, I've just been kind of well, I've got a lot of things going on, and I've gone over my list of things Kel has to do this winter, which is longer than Santa's list at Christmas time with the bad kids. But uh, this is one that I think is really going to introduce me personally to uh, to an avenue of technology that I haven't even really begun to understand fully yet, which leads me to a question, and I love this question. This is from John Jacob, and uh, he said he got a digipeter for his TNC. And after reading so many conflicting ways to program it, and all of them warning of catastrophic damage if he did it wrong, he finally unplugged it and put it back in the box. 
Is there a good source of material on how to properly set up and run uh, a TNC? Whether it's yours or, or are you familiar? Is there just like a, a coloring book for kids who uh, want to try to stay in the lines as they kind of try to learn about APRS? You know, that's uh, that's a really good question. I think that, you know, if you go to APRS.org, there's a lot of information um, that uh, uh, Bob Reninga has put together and has collated. There's there's uh, um, some uh, uh, really good presentations that he that he's put together that I think explain a lot of it. Um, but but APRS has grown over you know 20 plus years. I think it's getting closer to 30 now that you know packet radio has been in in, in use. That uh, you know there's a lot of information that uh, that that is pretty old. Uh, and so keeping up and figuring out what is really the current latest and greatest uh, uh, way to do things is, is tough. And it, it takes some time to, to weed through all of that. Um, but there are a, a few uh, resources. And so there's uh, – uh, Taper has a, has a email li- – uh, a special interest group list um, for APRS. And uh, there's an APRS Yahoo group. That you can join, and a lot of people who know a lot of stuff about this uh, are on those lists and can answer questions um, and are happy to answer these sorts of questions because their their goal right now is to make sure that that people are setting up uh, and running their digipeters properly uh, and, and are actually contributing rather than harming the network. It takes that it takes that proper calibration, for a lack of a better term, to to it make this all play together, right? Yeah, you have to, you know, if you have a um, a mobile rig or, or uh, you know, and you're running as a digipeter, you're you're basically part of the larger community, and you really need to, you do need to set things up and um, and uh, and uh, adjust things, adjust the audio volume and, and the uh, uh, everything properly for that. Make sure that your your TNC is configured properly, and it, it does. It takes some time and it takes some work, but. In most areas, they're going to be you're going to have Elmers around that can help you out, um, and, and if you don't, get on the mailing lists and, and ask ask the folks, and they're they're really happy to help. And you know, this is one thing that having a um, RTL SDR is really helpful for. So if you want to adjust um, the deviation on your radio, make sure that the sound volume on your um, radio is, is set properly. You can actually look at that uh, with an uh, S, uh, RTL SDR. Uh, it's it's super cheap. You run your radio into a dummy load. You have your uh, RTL SDR tuned to the right frequency, and it'll show you just how much bandwidth you're consuming, and uh, you know how much deviation uh, you've got going on there. So that's the sort of thing where these with these cheap tools uh, that are available to us now that that um, our Elmers never had access to are, are um, you know it's really great uh, to be a ham right now. I've got one here that that just caught my eye. It says, uh, are there any other serial tasks like rig cat control coming from anything that you're doing? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I've, um, you know, just started getting into, uh, HF on, on my side and playing around with rigs that have cat control. Um, so I, I'm, I'm still learning about this stuff myself. Uh, so maybe, but, uh, uh, I need to know what the real demands are for that sort of stuff. Um, if we do um, put together a, uh, a, a TNC that's designed to be hooked up to an HF rig, I think it would be uh, helpful to, to support that. But 
one of the concerns that I have when I'm designing these things is I really I'm, I still strive for portability, um, and the more connections you have uh, to other devices, the bigger your, your your device becomes because you have to support all these different ports. Uh, so you know it. Uh, I, I can't tell. I can't answer that question directly, um, but uh, because I don't know yet, maybe. How about uh, you know recently, uh, Yesu I believe introduced. A uh, one or two, maybe the last two models of their dual band, dual VFO, uh, VHF, UHF rigs with uh, Bluetooth compatibility. Is that something that you've uh, ever even touched on with your product? No, not yet. It's it is something I'm considering uh, for uh, some of the audio uh, stuff mm-hmm. that I've, I've just been playing around with. Um, and uh, but and that's that I think is where they they put Bluetooth in for audio. Yeah. Um, yep. And so there's uh, it's I'm not sure how that's going to how how much fidelity we get out of the audio um, and whether or not it's uh, possible to to actually transmit data through there. I've not played around with that yet. Okay. And it's, but it's something I'm definitely interested in doing. Fantastic. So, uh, you you said you're you're just getting into HF. Uh, wh- what have you found in HF that you really enjoy so far? Well, you know, for me, it, it's, uh, you know, getting back into uh, when I was a kid, just listening to, to all the, uh, you know, radio stations around the world, uh, you know, whether it's VOA, Radio Sophia, uh, you know, some of the stations out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was, it was it, at a time where there was no Internet, it really brought the world together. But for me, it's just getting on there and, and making uh, DX contacts. My first contact on HF was to a site in Cuba. You know, which I thought was really neat, um, and uh, you know, I've made I've made contacts in in uh, Brazil and elsewhere, and that that's been a lot of fun. Especially considering that I have an antenna up on my roof, but it's laying on its side right now <laughs> because I have to take it down due to heavy winds. Oh wow! Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but but for me, what I'm really trying to uh, what I want to do, I've had a lot of requests from people who would like. Um, me to support 300 baud, so uh, yeah, that's that's really where I think I'm going to be doing. And, and looking at some of the other um, digital modes that are available on HF, uh, one of the things that I would like to start playing around with uh, is uh, some of the more interesting digital modes. And one, you know, the the stuff that we're using right now for uh, APRS has uh, is 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 pretty old and. and um, and, and crafting, it's getting long in the tooth. It does great for what it is, which is getting data across a voice channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has uh, no forward error correction in it, which is important for signals that that may fade or, or uh, get noisy. It gives you a lot of additional um, uh, resistance to, to noise in, in a channel. Where whereas the uh, a- AFSK that we, we're using right now, uh, you know, one little blip in there, one bit that's off, and that that whole packet goes away. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I would like to start experimenting with that and seeing what it would take to, to, uh, to improve the state of the art in, in that regards. Wow. And that's interesting. I, I really enjoy digital on, uh, you know, 20 and, and whatnot, but <clears throat> it's always, for me, it's never enough time to get up here and get to do it. But when I do, I really enjoy that as much as I do talking <laughs> and, and I'm a talker, but I you really know, enjoy the digital really, stuff. I found FL Digi and, and being able to get on there and, and play around with it and, uh, you know, all the different modes that it supports. It's incredible. 
That could be an entire program we could cover, just FL Digi. What a wonderful program that's that's free. And, yeah, uh, no, I think you'd probably want to cover, you know, uh, all, you know. One mode at a time. A lot of time with it, not just one episode, because mm-hmm. there's so, so many different modes and, and, and why you would choose one mode over another, you know, uh, I think it is, is uh, there's there's a whole art and science to that itself. Exactly, exactly. And and for what you're doing, Rob, we're we're greatly appreciative. We understand that for the hobby to continue to grow, and for for nerds like me to to have things to do in the future, and to uh, introduce my children to, uh, we need folks who are innovating, and uh, we appreciate your innovation and your con- contribution to the hobby. Give us your website one more time. Sure, it's uh, www.mobilinked.com, M-O-B-I-L-I-N-K-D. And we'll have that and a lot more in our show notes uh, on the program page here at AmateurRadio15.com or the newly released uh, abbreviated URL at I-T-S-F-O-T-I-M-E. It's photime.com. So uh, I I got some complaints about guys trying to uh, thumb in the uh, URL for AmateurRadio15.com, and I'd forgot to mention that when I purchased URLs for the program last summer that, that I purchased a short one, and I, I've been holding out, and I really apologize, guys. But, Rob, we appreciate you being with us, and, and I, I really would like to, uh, you know, in the future, near future, have you come back and talk to us about the SDR dongle. There's a lot of, um, a lot of things that we can do in the hobby with and for that, and uh, I've got one. And I really want to get it running the uh, the software uh, to track the uh, the air traffic. And for whatever reason, I'm I'm just I've run into a brick wall, so I'll have to cross that bridge. But uh, we'd love to have you come back. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation with you today, and I'd love to come back and talk about this any anytime I can talk about amateur radio. I'm I'm happy to do so. Fantastic, fantastic guys. It's Rob Riggs. His call is Whiskey X Ray Nine, Oscar. And he's from the Chicago, Illinois area. You can find him online again at www.mobilelinked.com. And that's just L-I-N-K-D. Another great show, in my opinion, and I hope that you'll agree, right here on Photime, the other ham radio podcast. Yeah, man, Rob, thanks so much for being with us. You really educated us not only on your TNC2, but also APRS. I still think there's a lot more that we can learn from this guy, so hope we have him on again really soon. Folks, thanks for listening. Thank you for participating in our listener survey. It's there in the show notes today. If you haven't yet participated, feel free. If you've already participated and you forgot to say something, I won't be mad if you do it again. Check it out. It's photime.com. All right, don't forget our show sponsor, Main Trading Company. If you need some gear, they can take care of you. And if you want some swag, some merchandise from the Photon Podcast, we've got a link up to the new Cafe Press Store. T-shirts, coffee mugs, whatever. We've got it printed. Yep, even your Snuggie. So thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Photon Podcast. God bless you guys, 73. Thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing to AmateurRadio15.com presents Photime, the other ham radio podcast. You can find our past episodes, web links, and more at AmateurRadio15.com. That's AmateurRadio15.com. 
Follow us on Twitter at Photime Podcast. And remember to visit our show sponsor, Main Trading Company, at mtcradio.com. Till next time, 73s. <laughs>